Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's knocked the headgear off him. This is here we go, footy talk once again. Danny Widler from Nine News and the Sun Herald. I'll talk about the longest spray I ever got off a high-profile identity. Oh, fair enough. That's a uh, that's a deep well of stories right there to pick out just one. And uh, Michael Chambers from the Sydney Morning Herald. I'm looking at the run sheet. I think we've got the wrong podcast. Michael Checker, Eddie James. What are we talking about here, boys? Wrong sport again. Talking about footy. Here we go. Footy Talk, Journos edition. What a way to start the week. Adam Peacock with Michael Chamis. How are you, Chammy? Hello, Adam. I'm well, mate. That's the way. Good to and, be here. And our technological wizard here, <laughs> Danny Weidler, um, just asked to say at the start of the podcast to put your uh, phones on flight mode because we've got the rule. Phone rings in the podcast. You have to say who's ringing. Well, I didn't agree to this rule. The pa- no, leave them. Put it on flight mode. And why you flipped it upside down? Put it the other way. And yeah. if someone rings, you need to- Danny doesn't know how to put his Nokia Brick on flight mode. Exactly. That's the problem. No, we don't have we don't have flight mode in Nokia bricks. Yeah, yeah. Location services. I know you're bagging me right. Yeah. I can bag myself about technology. I've got miles of that. Chammy <laughs> couldn't even work out how to put the chair up and down before. So well, I think I'm going better than him. Yeah, I can't deny that he's right there. <laughs> like a frustrated old man trying to get that chair working. We'll start with some footy before we get into the the meaty stuff, which is well worth talking about. Good to see Australia put the cleaners through the Kiwis on the weekend. That was an impressive performance. Looks like Mal's going to stick around. So, uh, yeah, all is well at the, the top of the, the rugby league pyramid if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, obviously a bit of a warm-up for the final this week in Hamilton. Both teams were probably holding back a little bit knowing that yeah, they want to win the big one a week later. It'll be interesting to see how New Zealand go at, you know, back at home with the advantage of a home crowd and – I was yeah. disappointed in New Zealand. On paper, they had a really good team. And, yeah. and what they showed us was average, yeah. average at best. And Got a bit niggly, didn't it? Yeah. And plus, Australia held back a couple of good players. Yeah. Our front row. Yeah. How do you reckon the Roosters were when Teddy got smacked in the head by Nelson <laughs> and he got sent into next? Just what they need. Does he play the final? I mean, he looked out of it. Good question. I haven't chased it up. Yeah, I have to chase Come it up. Get on no. that phone of yours, mate. Get <laughs> off flight. I'll ring, I'll ring the beautiful Zach Bailey who's uh, in New Zealand covering oh, it. Yeah. He's got the he's yeah. got the call up yep. over there? Yep. Did you force him over there because no, you no. didn't want to go? No, the very handsome Zach Bailey is over there. He's a, he, he's made not his, just he made his sideline debut for Channel he 9. Did. did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, first of many for old Zachy boy. Yeah, he's good. He pushed you out of the way, Chammy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Knifed me. That's oh, okay. Off you go. Over the fence. It's done to a lot of people. It's about time it comes back to me. Hey, Mal looks very content in this job. He looks like he's got the job for as long as he wants it. It's inter- well. interesting when you spend time in that group and you see how they the dynamic. Mal's very much the overlord, the senior figure, mm. the the grand poobah. You know, like he he's he's someone who they who floats around and yeah. doesn't look like he's doing a hell of a lot, but he come, chimes in with real words of wisdom and he's managing people. Yeah, basically. which is which is did it for Queensland as well, didn't he? I was going to say. So who who are the assistants that are mainly well, doing the, the person, coaching? The voice you hear the most is Adrian Lamb. Oh really? Mm. He, he's okay. he's running the sessions, mm. doing a lot of the work. The Kumul kid, the Kumul kid. He's, he's done wonders in the Super League as well. He, he's been yeah. He, didn't he win the with Lee Centurions yeah. the Challenge Cup? Yeah, and he, I think he got Coach of the Year this year as well mm. from memory. So yeah, he's done a good job. And uh, uh, there's also Brett White's there, Michael Hagen. There, I think I think Michael Hagen's doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff as well. Um, but yeah, Lam, Adrian Lamb would be the loudest voice in that 
in that mm. team um, from when you watch them do their stuff. Well, stability there for Australia, absolutely, and we look forward to the final. England sailed the series over Tonga. We're going to talk, have an international flavour later in the, the pod, talking about uh, PVL at the White House, <laughs> which seems to be, for me, a storyline that has no bounds. <laughs> no, it's just an endless stream of, <laughs> of yarns out of that one. Well, like, what, what about him? In the last 12 months, he's copped Ascot, or not last 12 months, last two years. Ascot mm-hmm. mate, meeting with the Queen, rolling up there, the, the home straight of Ascot, and now he's now he's got this uh, invitation as well. And we'll talk PNG and the possible expansion well, too. If Joe if Joe Biden goes down in the next oh, few months, don't say. It. I knew you were going to go there. He, Peter is very paranoid about that. that he went death. he went there, saw the Queen, and sadly she passed. <laughs> and he was away. And, and he was and sick. now you're blaming. He was sick in the lead up too. Actually. And you're going to blame him now if something happens to <laughs> well, the leader I'm, of the world. I'm not going to forecast what's going to happen to Uncle Joe Biden, but. You know. Let's get the stories closer to hand, though, firstly. Ryan Pappenhausen. So off the back of your story about Pappy, the storm. Do you, do you call it a story if it was wrong? <laughs> it's a story. Oh, it's a storm, story. The storm said it was hey, wrong. Hey, this guy's track record, if there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire somewhere. It's so, a bushfire. <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, they've actually – and they put out a, a press release to say that we received one text message from a journalist and that's it. Despite all the conjecture and it set off radio and I dare say there was opinion columns done on it and everything, you were the only one to text the club to say, is this true or not? And they vehemently denied it. Well, I rang actually. I first rang because then I found out Frank was overseas. Yep. uh, Because he sent me a text saying he's on holidays. and We had a a text exchange and actually Frank was nice enough to text me, um, I think it was this morning. On the follow-up. Saying thank you for what you wrote on the weekend. Okay. And I appreciate what you said. Hmm. Um, Which my initial story so you're said, back with Frank. Yeah, I'm back. We're back on. <laughs> yeah. um, my initial story said, contained a denial yeah. saying that Melbourne said nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And then five days after the story, which was, a, which was an interesting amount of time between publication and and then press release coming out saying that there was one text message, hmm. that five, day, five days later they came out with a, a denial again. Yeah. Why? Why do you I think? think? I think that's because Ryan did a couple of interviews. Mm. I think one with Reedy, one with Fox, um, where he said – He'll use this as motivation. And he also said that he believes that, you know, this sort of stuff does go on. And that's what he said to me when I initially contacted him. He said he had no drama with what I was saying to him. He said, mate, it's a business. I get it. Yeah. So So I I appreciate his point of view. Something definitely happened. Whether it leads to anything else, I don't know, but I I didn't say it would either. Would something have happened without Frank's knowledge, without Craig Bellamy and Frank's knowledge? uh, Surely not. I don't know. Surely not. Not at that club. You wouldn't think so. Though so, the, uh, so either his mail's wrong or someone's lying to you then? Well, the mail's not wrong. So someone's lying to you then? Somebody's not lying to me. No, uh, I'm saying as in somebody's lying, saying that nothing's happened. Well, all I can tell you is that from my end, I'm happy with what I wrote. Yeah. Interesting response though from Melbourne Storm that they made a point of saying that we only received one bit of communication yeah. from a journalist as if to say, you lot – have gone don't on bother, about yeah, it. Don't bother to check. Writing opinion pieces and having your, yeah. your two mm. cents worth. Did you write anything about the, the story? No, I didn't. We spoke about it here last okay. week. We had a chat about it. Because mm. I was going to have a go at you for not no, 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 I checking the story. Well, or? was he mentioned in the f- coverage around Fox? I don't think he was. I don't think he was with, mm. with all the talk around Josh Adokar and his future at the Bulldogs. But no, look, I think that was, a, a, to be honest, I think it was a crack at Danny. I think they had the shits with Danny about what he wrote. And I back, Not the first time. I back, I back what Danny said. Mm. And Danny wrote, and I read it carefully, that he contacted Melbourne. And as he said, they denied that anything was happening. But he didn't say that the Melbourne Storm 
were admitting to doing something. He said that somebody had reached out to a club to see if they were interested. And in I've, I've talked to that person again, and they've said what I said was right in yeah. my in my column. So anyway, this weaves into what we're going to bring up now. Is and I know this is a rugby league podcast, but it's it's pertinent because it is such a huge story. Eddie Jones, who has wanted to infiltrate mm. rugby league, I don't know if this now puts the the massive handbrake on rugby league players being targeted. And Suet Lee is the only one they got. They missed out on Angus Crichton, uh, Rugby Australia. So Eddie gone. It feels like the sport is almost at rock bottom here. But Eddie's, the story of the last two months is that oh, Eddie's had these offers or he's talking to Japan, the mail's off. He had a massive go at anyone who said, I was talking to Japan, even in his parting interview in the yeah. last 24 hours. So <laughs> when you've got this as a journo and you're thrown off the scent of, no, nah, your story's wrong, your story's wrong, how do you go and prove yourself right? Well, first of all, hats off to Tom Deason, a colleague at the Sydney, meeting, Sydney Morning Herald, who actually wrote on the eve of one of their games that he had a meeting with Japanese rugby. And not only that, he also fronted, World Cup. He fronted at the press conference. And, he was, yeah, the yeah. other day. Were you there you, as well? No, no not, not, not that one. No, but he fronted when it all took place. And that I like that when a journo will – do the story and then turn up. The person won't like it. Yeah, and but you still rock up face to face. You've had a few there. of those occasions. <laughs> a lot, too many. Give us a give us an example of oh. uh, Danny's rocked up to the press conference after writing something about someone, and they've just looked at you as oh. if to say, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> well, the, the classic is Ben Teo, oh, well, which I don't again, one. which I don't want to yeah. go into. We've, for, we've done that for one other reasons, step. but yeah, that was quite a, a fiery press conference. Um, mm. I've been at others, but I mean, well, you get stories denied a lot. Mm. As, as Chammy, you know, yeah. you get. Oh, thanks. Well, no, you, it happens. <laughs> it, it gets denied. And the classic, which was one out of the box, I said, um, not all of our stories come true. This so it's it funny, mm. like we're wrapping ourselves by saying when it does come true. But mm. I wrote a story saying Craig Gow was off to European rugby. Craig Gow came back, uh, was fronted at the airport, I think by Brad Walter and maybe some TV crews and. I think Brad used the quote that Widler's a dribbler or something like that mm. in, in the paper. And he's, <laughs> well, full, I mean, and he's full of crap. And Chammy, is he? Uh, he can't help and, but the truth. And that, <laughs> that appeared in the paper. I think Channel 7 ran a story containing uh, my piece to camera, putting me on Channel 7, rip, ripping it out of our news, where I'm saying, and Craig Gow is off to... European rugby. Well, they've used your stand-up. Used my stand-up. Well, firstly, it's remarkable that you did a stand-up with you well, that, just on the yeah, correct. You hate. That's no. many years ago. <laughs> um, is... They say so they put it on their news uh-huh. and said that, you know, and they had, I think they had Gow again calling me a dribbler. Okay. I think Ray Hadley jumped on board and absolutely tore me to shreds. Yeah. Said I probably shouldn't have a job at Channel 9 for doing that story. Okay. Yeah. It sounded like Ray to stay out of it. <laughs> yeah. Then um, the next day or a couple of days later, Craig Gow was off to European rugby. Yeah. Done. Deal. Uh, was there a press conference to announce it or anything no, like that? He no, just took off. But, so what um, did you do then? Well, to Ray Hadley's credit, he apologised on air to me. Yep. Channel 7 didn't do an apology of any sort. <laughs> uh, and what then, were they? And Hadley uh, then went after Craig Gower. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a spray. And then, look, I, I, think I, haven't, I think I was on the footy show at the time, the, the Thursday night footy show. It's going way back. Yeah. And they grilled me about it and Ryan Girdler didn't agree with what I wrote and and I just said, look, I'm only saying this story because his manager told me. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you gave up your source. Well, I said to the manager, I'm going to name you. He said, yeah, that's fine because I told you. Yeah. So. Who was his manager at the time? Uh, Greg Willett. But why did, why did Gowie, he's a pretty straight up and know. down kind of guy, know. have. Maybe the deal wasn't Because he was done, worried done? about his relationship with Penrith and no telling idea. those guys. No idea. 
anyway, it's a fun one. Mm. You got one along these lines, a, a, a moment where you rock up to a press conference. And we, I like, think we spoke about it earlier in the year when I rocked up at Parramatta after riding there. Oh, the Ryan Madison. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, the, the Clint Gutherson. The when X I wrote Factor. that they were looking for an X Factor and, and, uh, and potentially moving Clint right. Gutherson. Yeah. And everyone gave it to me saying, what an idiot. Why would you write that? I wasn't writing my opinion. I didn't say Gutherson needed to go. I just yep. said Parramatta are looking for a fullback and I've spoken to Clint Gutherson. And they're still looking for an X Factor. And are considering moving him to centre if they can find someone. They were looking for Jaden Campbell. They didn't get the deal done. And they're still looking for someone who's going to fill that role. Fox. But to your point, you got to rock up to these situations. And mm. I don't often go out to the press conferences, but I felt as though, well, Brad was going to be up. He was going to be asked questions about yeah what I'd written, and I should front up. You feel it's better to go? Like, do you feel like you, if you've done a controversial story, it is better to go? Yeah, sometimes you, it's awkward. Well, well, no, sometimes It is awkward. It's always it awkward. It is awkward. Yeah. yeah there, there have been many situations where you think, oh, I don't want to be here, but I'm going to have to rock up. But it, you also have this confidence about you if you know that your story is 100% right, which I was in that situation earlier in the year. It's interesting. You, you write, I've actually, in the last 24 hours, I wrote something about a totally different sport, football, Matildas. It's it's not certain what's going to happen with the coach in the next 12 months. Well, he's so, been saying stuff about going to... Like, well, he's got a, maybe an offer from America. America so yeah. it's there, but you, you're almost trying to put two and two together and sometimes you get five. But when you write something like that, you know both parties aren't going to be happy about it, like in this occasion, Football Australia and Tony Gustafsson, and you're almost expecting a phone call. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. And do you feel that way yeah. with – When as you write some words, you know this is going to cause X amount of drama, this person's not going to like you, your first phone call on a – like if it's a news story, it might be the next – that evening yeah. or on a Sunday morning, my first text message or phone call will be from Frank Panisi. This week's What's the was, best – What can you give oh us a, a good – like because your Sunday column, it's well read and everything. Like, have gets, you got a you good – You get sprays. You get yeah, – Like yeah. any before the sun's come up because you're up before the sun? <laughs> Des Hasler's good at that. Yeah, Desi. Desi's classic is no. Desi's is uh, you'll get a missed call from Des, right? After you've written something maybe a week ago. Oh, Des's call, and then you'll get oh, Des just calling you back. Oh no, 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 no. It was a pocket dial, pocket dial. But 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 now now that I've got you, (laughs) and then you get the longest spray I ever got. Uh, I, re- I wrote a story when I was working for a magazine called Sports Weekly, in the, probably in the, might have been the, around Super League time, 90s. Yeah. Around that time, I could be totally Before wrong. Before was whenever, born, but I Whenever it, it was. Yeah. And I got a phone call. I, it was a story where there was a player, I can't remember who it was now, criticising the coaching of Alan Jones, Radio Alan Jones. Hmm. Uh, and this is in the old days of you're talking about old mobile phones. I didn't get one <laughs> word in on a drive. I was with my cameraman, uh, yeah. photographer. Drove all the way to Cronulla. Oh, Cronulla. We didn't, I didn't get a word in. <laughs> and my, the only reason it stopped, my phone went dead. <laughs> it was a all-time spray. It was high-level spray. Were you right, though? Well, that he can't coach. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 the relationship with players and things like well, that. Well, I think I was right, yeah. yeah. I copped one of the most vicious sprays for something I didn't even do by your mate years and years ago. I went out to Who's Penrith, my mate? Gus. We're out to <laughs> I thought it was either Politis or Gus. Oh, here we go. Now you're going to get yourself in trouble, Chammy. Go. One, two, three, go. Because he'd probably still think the same way. Well, hang on a second. Why will I get myself in trouble for speaking the <laughs> you truth? You can't get any lower. <laughs> you're, you're like rugby union in this country. <laughs> so I went out to Penrith. Hello, Hamish. I went out to Penrith. I can't remember. I think it was a press conference about, I, I don't know. They made the finals and he, he Gus had held a press conference. And I'd, I'd spoken to the media manager, Evan Seif, at the time. I said, look, I'd mentioned to Gus previously that if they make the finals, can I have a chat with him? Mm. I said, do you reckon you can ask him to see if he's happy to have a chat? 
So I wait around. I'm standing there waiting for about five minutes while Evan's gone inside to the academy to ask Gus. And he comes out. He said, yep, Gus is happy to talk. I'm sitting there. How good's this? Happy days. I'm going to have a chat with Gus. <laughs> it was probably about <laughs> six, seven, eight years ago. Anyway, I wait. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> You know what's going on. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't read anything negative about it. I was a Penrith mouthpiece. Like back then, I was just writing positive As pieces. To now. <laughs> well, that, 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 now I don't go well, out and write so the now, fluff stories. I was tigers, going out and writing all the fluff. Mouthpieces were. How good. Anyway, yeah. so I'm waiting there. Gus comes out. I'm excited, a bit nervous. How am I going to ask this yeah, interview? How long is it going to go for? You're planning in, the, in your head what you're going to ask. Comes out. So what do you want to talk about? Oh, just, mate, how good it is to play finals football? Mm. You know, what it means to the club. And then I just get torn a new one. He starts going, well, you wanted to ruin Tamari Martin's life. Now you want to ruin Bryce Cartwright's life. And he starts going on and going absolutely nuts. This is the problem with the game. The media is the problem. If it was up to me, I wouldn't let any of you in. I'd lock the doors. And I'm like, what have I done? I haven't written a word about any of these guys. And he went off for an hour, for an hour, and I'm just copping it. And That's a good spray. Oh, it was it was all time. And yeah, Evan, Gus the poor media just standing there thinking, what is going on? Gus calls out the phone booth treatment. <laughs> Why? Because it's like you're in a phone booth and you can't, you know, you just, <laughs> can't get out. Can't. Well, I couldn't. And then I started to arc up. I'm thinking, am I actually arcing up to Gus here? Like, I, I've done nothing wrong. And at some point, I'm like, I get what you're saying Had you about written those the media. Stories? No, nothing. <laughs> it was like he was venting to me. Anyway, an hour passes. I let it go. And, and, and the conversation's ended. He walks back inside. Like, and then Evan, the media manager, comes back to me and he said, what just happened? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I don't know. And we're sitting there for a Was it on minutes. the record? As in like no, you we, were I recording? No, I didn't even turn the recorder on. But I wish I'd turned it on. I would have given it a wider to run on the news. Anyway, so I'm talking to the media manager trying to understand what just happened. Now I look to the academy and Gus is coming out again. <laughs> he gives me round two. And he goes again for another half an hour. And another thing. <laughs> and there was this whole heap of things that I didn't, had no control at the time. But clearly he had an issue with the way the media covered the Panthers and... My take on all this, what? Gus was right. Gus was right. Yeah. I don't, mate, he could have been right. And I probably was agreeing with him, but I was still copying it. <laughs> Maybe he thought you were no, someone from Holt I Street. I hadn't done anything wrong at that you point. Scored. I hadn't upset him at any really? point throughout that time. That was like Where were you working one of my first years. I was the Sydney Morning Herald still. Ish. I hadn't left to NRL.com at the time. That, I, I just couldn't believe it at the time. Oh. Almighty. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Brent Reed's calling. Oh. His phone's calling. It was Brent Reed, unfortunately. Brent Reed's calling me, yeah. Unfortunately, um, he probably just wants this job that Widler took off him. <laughs> so anyway, that was a great that was a great spray. And that was mm. yeah, it was a real eye opener. I enjoyed that. The world of feel good. Back to rugby union. Eddie's obviously gone with rugby union and there's there's rumors that Michael Checker mm. uh, could be lured back, but it Sounds like if he's going to coach in rugby union, he's pretty happy with what's going on in Argentina, who he got to the final four of the World Cup, which is a magnificent achievement. But there was the story. Who wrote it? Was it one of you guys? Yeah, I think we, we wrote it together. Why they said on 100% footy. I think we had a dual mm. byline in the Herald about Checker coming to the Tigers. So it's come up again in the last mm. Yeah, it's been week. a revisit. I mean, personally, if I was rugby, I'd be trying to get Checker. Personally, if I was yeah. a rugby league club yeah. like the Tigers, I'd yeah. be trying to get Yeah, well, I'd have, a, I'd have a problem. If I was – Hamish, I'd be on the phone to him saying, listen, we need a Wallaby coach, please. But he'd work in rugby league yeah. as a concept. I'm not saying that he, I think, he I wants think he, to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think he could be good. I yeah. think he'd be fantastic for the West Tigers, but the role would have to be just – I don't know if he's the general manager of the club though. How does he understand a rugby league salary cap? He yeah. hasn't spent a lot of time around rugby league to know the players, to know who the good young kids coming through. He's more a sounding board type I, I think he's coaching director at the West Tigers. Yeah. That's, that would be a great role. Have him as the senior figure. I'm not, te not telling Benji how to do his job, 
but to oversee the program and the implicate implicate sorry <laughs> implementing mm -hmm. what Benji's trying to do from the NRL all the way down to Harold Matthews. Revisit uh Michael Chamis's ongoing <laughs> battle with the English language. <laughs> yeah, we got there in the end. <laughs> it's oh, a never-ending. Yeah. No, what was the the feedback on his performance at the Rugby League World Cup this time last year? Oh, they year? loved him. They absolutely loved him. The and players tactically loved him. and all that, was he more a motivational mouthpiece? No, I think tactically they were surprised at how well he did. Yeah. He had you know, a few NRL players at the time. Robbie Farrell was in the coaching staff with him. And, and Robbie's gone back to people at the West Tigers and said, mate, we, got, we have to have this guy. He's, he's really? really, really good. And I think that the Tigers are about to go through a restructure with this review that's going on. There's going to be a restructure, I imagine, a board level, executive level. There's going to be a whole different field of the West Tigers next year. I'm not saying who's going to survive and who I was won't. I going to say, what's Lee doing? I'm not going to say. I know, you're probably calling next 20 he's not gonna, I'm not going to talk about who's going to survive and who's not. You better turn that phone upside down because if you cop a call from him, <laughs> yeah. it's being named. Okay. All right? That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm an honest guy. My phone's right here for everyone to see. Okay? Yeah. I like widely. You've got to oh, flip okay. the other way. Turn no, it over. No, Have you got a missed call? No. I Show me. That's what my no. teenagers do. Flip their phone. That's what all kids do now. Flip their phones. I don't. I'm just trying to be respectful to the podcast. <laughs> you could be more respectful. I've got my phone out of the room. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true respect. Yeah. Charlie's on my LinkedIn just giving it to people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dickhead, give me a job. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're going to have a little spell. Back in a moment with PVL uh, in the US of A. Guys, before we get to PVL and his uh, stateside trip, what is the latest? He, he, you brought his name up before about Josh Adokar. So Parramatta is the most likely. That's the feeling I got reading the reports last week. I'm not in it. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm only just reading what is put in front of me. But that sounded like the theme of last week. What's Qua this week going to be? The quasi-agent. Bring the, bring the agent in. Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you just making it about me? Bring, you're the one bring who the agent this. in. You're the one who wrote the story that set this off. Then you go and get Gus to actually blow up at people for starting rumours when you were the one who actually started the rumours. I didn't start any rumours. Yes, was, you did. I was starting facts. You did. And I'm finding it very hard to believe that when you wrote these facts that they weren't Hang approved on. by one P. Ronald Gould. Is that his middle name? You can't. Know. You can't. the story. You can't start a fact. It was a fact. No, you're just to report Reporting, it. You don't yeah. start the Yeah, fact. well, he's saying starting rumours. Yeah. You can you start a rumour. You can't start a fact. I can tell you that everything is not Rosie with Josh Adokar at the Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Whether they've sorted that out now or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I could imagine losing Adokar would be quite a PR blow for the Bulldogs, more than a playing blow, I reckon. Is that how you see it, Chammy? Like the, the PR blow for them at the moment comes in the fact that they can't win rugby league yeah. games in their second half of the season. was that's bad. A, that's as bad a PR blow. Yeah. Like Josh Adokar went to the Koori knockout and got – you know, into Knocked the out. altercation that he did. <laughs> yeah. To me, mm. losing rugby league games the, in the manner that they did at the back end, that's so much worse. Are you spearing at O'Carr? No, I'm not spearing at O'Carr. They've just got to work out a way how to get better well, I, at playing footy. Look, mm. I think And if that, that's with or without Josh Adokar, that's for mm, them to decide, mm. but it shouldn't be based on what's going on. This bloke wants to sit here and throw stones, but reality is this doesn't become a conversation mm. without his article. No, I'm Neil talking Day. about the bloke with the cash cow hat. <laughs> If it wasn't for your art, no, listen. So you write an article that Josh Adokar is on the outer at the Bulldogs, right? Yep. What do you think is going to happen? And this is where I say, what, what did the Bulldogs think was going to happen once you, once you wrote that story? I don't know if they thought anything about what I was writing. I think he cares. Please. What happened? So why is it Club? my responsibility? No, I'm not saying it's your responsibility, yeah. but all I'm, all I'm saying is that once you wrote that story, 
the natural progression from that story is clubs are going to ring around and say, what's going on with Josh Adokar? How much will the Bulldogs chip in if we, mm. if they let him go? That's mm. probably a reasonable reaction. And that's reaction. exactly what happened. Yep. Clubs mm. rang around and say, oh, he's Adokar's on the outer. We'll take him. We're not going to pay him full freight. Clearly the dogs want to get rid of him if they're letting Widler write this story about how much he's on the outer at the club. And that's what happened. Parramatta, Newcastle, Dragons, Tigers, they all see the story. They're and the they four think, that put their hands up? I think Was there another the one? I think they're the four. Yeah, I think they're the main four. Heard there was five. Was there? Mm. No, I, I read I, somewhere that there was I five. Heard those there's, names. Probably, there's probably more than five. But people making inquiries into what is actually going on with Josh Adokar. So, yeah, you want to know where it started? You, Blame me. No, but this is the thing. And I love the guy, but he, he goes on on Nine News in an interview with you saying, I don't know where this thing comes from. I don't know where these people get the rumors from. They came from that article, then people inquiring with Josh Adokar's agency. So to see Gus might have been having, having a crack at me for writing it. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. You're assuming a lot of but things. But also, I also don't think the Bulldogs are silly enough to know how the game is played and knowing what was going to happen. Now, are they actively going to push Josh Adokar out there? No, because they lose their position of power. Their position of power right now has been diminished by that article because clubs can see that and think, okay, we're not going to pay Josh Okada at Okada. Yeah. Let's say he's on but, 550. But why we're not going to give him 550 because clearly he's, the Bulldogs are upset with him. So let's offer him 400 and see if the Bulldogs chip him one. But Chami, like if you're, if you're in, it's like buying a house. If you like the house and you really want it, you pay what it's worth. Well, but the house is not a house in Mossman, is it? The house is- Well, that car's a good property. It's a good property, but he's not a house in Mossman, is he? Well, he's well, not he, hang on, hang on. He was just, wasn't he the player a, of the World Cup? He's a winger is what I'm saying. No, but you. wasn't he player of the World Cup? He was player of the World Cup. That's a pretty good property. It's a, I'm not saying it's a bad property. I'm not saying you're buying a house in the middle of Broken Hill. I'm saying What's you're wrong buying- What's Broken Hill? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm trying to think of a, I was going to say somewhere out west, <laughs> but I'm from west, so I didn't want to do it. Idiot. Keep it to Monopoly, <laughs> okay. offensive, like right. Old Kent Road as opposed yeah, to Mayfield. that's right. We don't want Paul Kent I, Road. You want- Paul Kent? Oh, sorry, Old Kent Old Road. Old Kent Road. <laughs> oh, God. Dickhead. <laughs> anyway. Chammy, you've lost your mind. You've officially but lost your mind. Do you know what I'm mind. saying? So Adam? you don't think he's a good purchase? Oh. Okay, would he be an X Factor for Parramatta? Oh, who's calling you? What? I what? I didn't see that one. <laughs> Nothing. Can you show me? Can you hold it up? <laughs> the I, guy's won an Oscar. Who's calling Oh, him? wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, that, you better go you know, into that. My flip you, my phone, okay? You can't. Go out of the room and answer that. You no, can't no, let that you slide. You probably need to answer through. that. Let that go through to the keeper. Anyway, what were we talking about? We don't want to give up that feature oh. you're doing, Jamie. <laughs> got a fair idea who, uh, what club he's going to be writing about this week. <laughs> uh, dear. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. What were we talking about, guys? Uh, we're talking about Josh Adok. <laughs> no. But do you understand why clubs don't want to pay full freight, though? Because they think the Bulldogs want to get rid of him. But what if what if there are four clubs interested? Then they have to suddenly pay full freight? <laughs> Potentially. Mm. Look who's got his phone flipped open. Yeah. <laughs> um, Open I, book here, Chami. To close this part of the show off, can I just say, if you can get him on our podcast, and I'm not talking <laughs> about Brent Reid. <laughs> no, uh, to come in here and have a chat about how he thinks rugby league media uh, goes back. Because I'm sure he'd have an opinion. Yes, yes. The Oscar yes. winner. <laughs> maybe he's talking, maybe he's ringing up to th- say, what do you think about this um, remake of I don't, know who, I don't know who you're talking about, mate. Mm. I've, I've got my mates saying a lot of different names. Okay. Who was, was that Shane Richardson? <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> Lastly, guys. We've saved this. I feel oh, it's about, the best. What about Peter Volandis? That's what I'm going to oh, say. Okay, good. Yeah, saving the best to last. <laughs> what, what's his last week been, PVL? He's been over at the White House. How did, yeah. how did he get in there? Elbow took him. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming something here, but I'd imagine it all relates to the PNG being the 18th team and Elbow having now a relationship with Peter Volandis, and I think that that's all part of it, and I think that maybe that's why they're so chummy at the moment. Okay, so 
just to give you a wider lens through yes. this, I love my geopolitics. I like you know, that. Danny, I've got a feeling that the sense is that US-China relations at the moment a little frosty. Not exactly on the same <laughs> That's page. That's a good sense. It's a very good sense. It's <laughs> just a hunch. Did you Google that? Little, You've been listening hunch. to podcasts about politics again, haven't <laughs> so, you? Yeah, exactly. So China, you know, they kind of uh, spread their wings through the, uh, the the Western Pacific, shall we say, with, with bases and everything like that. So the Western world, which Australia joined at the hip with the USA through historical connotations, are worried that China's reached there. But Australia are trying to get back on the same page as China. So in the middle of this, you're have losing, a look at a you're map. Lo- you're losing me. Have a you're look at a map. Me. Where's PNG in all of this? In PNG that. in that kind of region. So I get the feeling that the Australian government are pretty keen, if the NRL are to expand, to maybe go into that part of the world. Now, PNG, as we know, they just froth over rugby league like few other places do on the, on the planet. So it looks like that PNG could be ideal for the 18th team. Is that the, the well, guess that you it'd got? be a massive uh, upset if it didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. It would be a massive uh, backflip. It appears that it's going to happen. Yeah, it'll so. And Jeez, that's an away trip and a half, oh, isn't it, PNG? They won't be based in PNG, though. Cairns, Why not? Right? I, think, I think you'll find somewhere like Cairns will be their base yep. Jeez, and they'll travel to PNG to play games. But to be fair, to be fair, well, the team will. The team will. Yeah. So they won't be okay. They'll play a number of games in PNG, but I can't see them being able to attract quality players to go live in Papua New Guinea. Without, with all due respect to our PNG brothers overseas, they're not going to be over there. Yeah. I, they're going to be based in North Queensland. I really struggle with all this. I, I struggle. I struggle with, with the notion what, geography of geography or geography. Yes, yeah, but okay. I struggle. I struggle with the whole idea that politics is getting so heavily involved Oof. in rugby league. I mean, I know we've got rugby league politics, but this is next level where somehow rugby league is the saviour. Yeah, but we're not talking about like putting a team in Botswana. Like we're talking about putting a team in a rugby league loving country. I get that. Which has never made any financial sense to put a team there. Now you're talking about an injection of potentially $25 million from the Australian government to play there per year. The NRL is not going to turn its its back on that. It's good money. I get all that, right? I just don't feel it. But but the thing is it's going to work from from a – you know, interest point game. of view, mm. it's going to be bonkers in Papua New Guinea every week when they play there. The question mark's always been how do we actually get money into the game from yeah, you know, Papua I get New Guinea? That, that get, question is no longer there. Financially, what happens if the government changes? Well, I don't know. You, you'd want to uh, get some sort of I think it's commitment, will I think you? it's a, mm. a rollover of things. It's, it's a little unsteady in that part of the world yeah. at the best of times. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in anyone's interest not to, to, to pull the funding. But, but why is it rugby league's responsibility? It's not. The it's rugby not. league I wants to make money. I, I, I can't see how rugby league would have fallen over themselves to push this in front of elbow, mm. and, you know, in a wider sense. But they would see, I think, you know, how PVL operates. He looks at the bottom line and goes, "Okay, what's the best outcome for rugby league?" And bottom line it. and things that. That's why they're in America I to try and it. tap into the betting. But market. also, the benefits of that relationship are evident in what we saw last week, which means Peter Volandis is at the White House hanging out with all which sorts of Which is pretty cool, people. right? That's that's. Great Have we got him. any reports about how, how he went there? Uh, a couple of things. I had a chat with him on the – he rang me about 1 a.m. after the uh, the function that night we were in Washington. No, no, he was oh, okay. 1 a.m. Washington, yeah, D.C. Right. time. And we had a bit of a chat. A couple of things he said I can't really write about, about his um, – yeah, no, I won't go there because he asked me not to, so that I'll respect that. <laughs> Glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Good chat. He, 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 he loved it. He loved it. And I think – yeah, he was always going to say hello to Joe Biden, but that's all it was going to be. But the people he met in the room, some a lot of them were Australians who live in America, are very, very wealthy, mm-hmm. who are very interested in helping the NRL make a success of this trip to Vegas and 
this annual, hopefully, trip to Vegas. So, well, I think it's going to be more successful than the AFL's foray into China. Yeah, <laughs> somehow, hundred yes, percent. It's hard to. Uh, Tim Zhu looks like he's lined up to to fight on that same yeah, week. Yeah, Friday night apparently. Yeah. 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 Which I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm interested in the footy. Like I'm interested in the I'm footy. interested in the golf day they're going to put on. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get there. Charlie, anything in the budget? Oh, I'm interested okay. in Disneyland. It went from a flat no to a, I don't know. So that emoji with the hands up in the air. So <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Just digress. Can, you can name who called me before because you obviously saw the name pop up. Well, I think it was pretty obvious who it was. No, there's Russell Crowe. Oscar winner about the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't Russell Crowe. It was actually Charlie White. I changed his name in my phone to make myself look good. So I sent him a text 10 minutes ago <laughs> saying, call me. And I got both of you hook, line and sinker. So well done. That's a shit I'm play. On, I'm, no, it is. It's That's great. <laughs> I'm not on phone relationship with Russell Crowe, but I got you both there. So You should be honoured that I thought that you were. Yeah, I am, I I am honoured. I was actually surprised that you believed that you did. I would, I would believe that you were too. What would he be ringing me about, do you think? Well, you, oh, I know what you quote him about. in articles all the time. So he's obviously got his number. Yeah, well, I, well, I'm not as powerful as Danny Widler. I haven't no, told as many lies as Danny Widler to get that status. Patently obvious. Contact book is as good as your dictionary. Anyway, isn't that time you wrapped it up because you embarrassed yourself? It is. You got me good, Chammy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Take it all the way through to next week where we'll convene again. Thank well, you, Danny. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Chammy. See you, boys. No wonder Gus hates you. <laughs> <laughs> 